says, Lord, Aaron S. Hayes, I'm Lord of the Thighs, Lord of the Skies, and soon enough I'll be Lord of the Minds. This is Andrew here, and I'm the president of Planet Oasis. Nate Dog. Yeah, it's Jake. This is Mike, and you're listening to the Five Wise Marks. Welcome to another episode of the Five Wise Marks, where we bring you the terrible news from like two weeks ago. <laughs> New Jack has passed on. He's dead Jack. He's making run-ins in hell now. <sighs> I thought he was going to be the one that would live forever like Keith Richards. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. <laughs> Keep up the great work, baby. <laughs> Getting that heat in Tennessee and Kentucky. Ooh, Ooh, they did not like him. They did not like him in Smoky Mountain. Is that good wrestling heat? I think it's a little more than good wrestling heat. I think that's shoot heat. They legitimately wanted to kill him. And not in like the we want to see you lose, but like the we want to get a lynch mob together. That's like some 80s heat in the 90s. That's like 40s heat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean 1880s. (laughs) But yeah, uh, as we know... uh, New Jack passed away a little bit ago. Yeah. <laughs> could have been a couple hours, could have been two weeks. Um, I don't know. Depends on when we put this recording out. But he had a heart attack at the age of 58, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And like Nate said, who would have thought this guy would have died? Usually, only the bad survive, only the good die young. But in this case... New Jack wasn't young. <laughs> yeah, and just... I mean, he didn't seem to be on that trajectory that some of the people were. They have a lot of serious health concerns, and uh, but apparently, I mean, health or heart uh, issues run in his family because I guess his dad died when he was five of a heart attack. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, yeah, because he told a lot of stories about his dad, where like he'd beat the shit out of him, beat the shit out of his mom. Well, that's kind know. of how New Jack was formed, and yeah, that's how you got New Jack <laughs> out of Jerome Young. Yeah. Uh, the thing, I just, you know, I mean, he really worked that, that mass transit. He, you know, <laughs> yeah. Now they could have a, uh, their blood feud up in heaven, brother. Well, well, or like, wherever it is. Yeah. Uh, Purgatory. Uh, yeah. Probably not heaven. <laughs> New Jack and heaven in the same sense. I don't know if that works <laughs> out. Hardcore heaven. <laughs> He's making a run on Chris Benoit right now. Oh, Lord. He didn't do it, so. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe New Jack did. <laughs> <laughs> maybe too cold, did. Ooh. Ooh. We'll get there. Yeah, that's that, that's some, uh, some, some foreshadowing. Yeah. For you, uh, this episode is going to be focused on kind of the non-wrestling side. We're going to do Dark Side of the Ring, uh, season three. We're going to go over the episodes that have aired so far. So make sure you have them pulled up on your phone in yeah. order, so we can do them in order. Well, I got it in my head. Uh, oh, okay, perfect. And then we have the A and E biographies, which I have not seen the most recent one of Shawn Michaels, but I've seen all the other ones. And I haven't seen Shawn Michaels nor Booker T. Oh, I didn't watch Roddy Piper either because I, I got Ronda Rousey. Oh well, and then I you gotta let off. that go. Nope, she's only in it for a little bit. Nope, doesn't matter. Yep. One second equals. It, as no. soon as she started talking, I just changed the channel. Instant, she's instant channel changing heat with me. But you watched Savage with Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh, that was rough. Okay, well, let's <laughs> see. They had a lot of talking heads there, which didn't belong, but we can get there. When we yeah, get yeah there. Bubba Love Sponge has heat with me, but not Ronda Rousey heat. <laughs> That's not lizard heat. Uh, <laughs> now we know Mike's pecking order. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. 
That's a crazy pecking order there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Right. As long as I know any of this, he's gone back two years. Yeah, so. right. right. Yeah. Now he's at, at the way bottom of the list. It's, and she's been gone for 12 months of those or more than that. Yep. Still, still nuclear heat here. Uh, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about those. Uh, we also have news to break on this episode. And for Dark Side uh, of the Ring Season 4, they're actually going to do an episode on Darren Drozdov. And I this should be have, a good one. Yes, I actually have the inside scoop as to how this episode came about because there's been uh, an admittance of what happened. This this was not an accident. No, no. And I actually have a special guest here to explain shortly oh, what man. happened. <laughs> and it was not an accident. Uh, D'Lo Brown AC did it on purpose. He, um, he did it for what? He he did it. For the special guest, <laughs> he's going to tell you what happened. I'm intrigued because uh, I don't know what direction this is going. But yeah, I do love some puke. And so, with no further ado, I'm going to introduce my special guest to the podcast uh, live uh, via satellite, via satellite, of course, from his home in Greenwich, Connecticut. It is Hunter Hurst Helmsley, Triple H. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm here, and uh, I, I I need to get this this story off my chest. Uh, so, what happened? Uh, is this guy this this Darren Drozdoff? He came into my company, uh, and he had this this name he wanted to go by, uh, Draws, and I <laughs> and I said. You 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 can't go by draws because I draw. <laughs> you do not you don't draw. I draw. So you need to go by by puke. <laughs> and and he wanted to, he insisted he's like no this is my name. Like my name is is Drozdov so I'm I'm draws. And I'm like you you're not draws. I draw. You do not draw. And and so he was he was he he was stubborn and he wouldn't take no for an answer, and so I went to D'Lo Brown <laughs> and uh, I said D'Lo, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to break his neck, <laughs> and, and D'Lo didn't want to do it, but I uh, told him. But I but I said D'Lo, here's the thing, uh, th- this wasn't a, a question. I told you, and uh, if you don't break his neck, I'll break your neck and, and kill your family. <laughs> you know that chest protector you had on? You'll be wearing a neck protector by the time I'm done with you. Uh, and uh, I, I grabbed my, my sledgehammer and I, I pointed it at him and I said, Don't make me put my hand over this, this sledgehammer <laughs> <laughs> and, and drive it into your, your head uh, because uh, you wouldn't like that. So I, I just had to get this off my chest. It's been so long and the statute of limitations has passed, so yes. I can't charge me. Uh, <laughs> On this, uh, and, and, and so, uh, draws? I draws. I draws. <laughs> you don't draws. And, and so it's just, uh, for any of you out there, if you want to be a young wrestler and you want to come up through NXT, just, just remember, you don't draw. I, I draw. Uh, it, it's, it's world draw entertainment. <laughs> and, and, and I draw. I'm the artist, formerly known as draws. As terrorizing. <laughs> I draw. You, you don't. You don't draw. You paint the, the the mat with your blood after I hit you with a sledgehammer. That, that's what happens. So so just remember, 
I'm the one that draws. <laughs> I, I draw more than Hogan and, and Austin and, and, and Oki. I, I drew more than them all. Combined. Yeah. I drew more than Picasso. Because <laughs> <laughs> I draw. And uh, Sorry, hashtag make it? sure you check out uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures on a- A&E. That's, that's my show. Uh, it draws better ratings than uh, Dynamite does. And NXT. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I don't sh- show up on that show. Uh, no. Yeah, if I were on the show, they'd have better it, ratings. draw yeah. to the roof. Yeah, but WWE Most Wanted Treasures, check it out. Uh, we're going we're gonna to buy some, some cool stuff. Last week, uh, we had Iron Sheik on the show, uh, and uh, we, we bought the bag of crack that he had with Hacksaw <laughs> Jim Duggan when they got pulled over on the on the New Jersey Turnpike. Turnpike. Yeah. And... Uh, so, oh, it's Stephanie's calling. I, I gotta go. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, Triple H. Really appreciate it. That is some inside scoop. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's gone. Uh, th- thank you very much, Triple H. Uh, what nice a welcoming surprise. Yeah. yeah. This will be our most uh, watched show. It's not off. It'll draw. It'll draw. Because he, he's on there. Because he draws. Because Nate doesn't draw. <laughs> no one draws here. No, no, no we are not draws. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make that very clear, Triple H. When you listen to this, we, we don't draw. We, we, you can look at our bank account. We don't draw. We don't draw. <laughs> you know where I work. Yeah. <laughs> no draw in there, pal. Yeah. The only time this show draws is when Triple H is on it, and Triple H draws. Well, hopefully we can get it back next week, because um, he draws. Yeah. We, I, we, yeah, yeah. we need viewers. I'm trying to get him back every week. We need a Triple H. But yeah, that's a, a, quite the surprise. I wasn't sure where this was, was going when I reached out to Triple H. Well, I'm so surprised he took your calls. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I actually got him. Uh, I got him on tout. Oh, okay. He <laughs> because because first when I heard about this story, I I actually tried to reach out to Vince McMahon, uh, and he didn't respond. Uh, oh, and he, so then I I, he's busy I thought back to Vic Venom, and, and I tried to reach out to Linda McMahon. Because oh. like, nobody reached out to Linda. She's a mute. And, and, and <laughs> Linda didn't respond either. I think she's still sedated, right? So then I, I tried to get Jane, and he, he didn't respond. And, and so then I tried to get Stephanie, and she wouldn't respond. So I called Triple H, and, and he didn't answer. I tweeted at him, he didn't answer. I emailed him, he didn't answer. But then I, I, I messaged him on tout. Did and, you draw him something? Well, he drew me something. <laughs> <laughs> he drew me the picture of what happened with Jaws. Oh, my. And oh then he my. came on, on the show. So if you ever want to get a hold of Triple H, just, just join Tout, and <laughs> you'll get a hold of him. It, it's actually quite easy. Turns what? out there's not many active users. There's just, just one. <laughs> well, now we know the story of Draws, so we don't have to see it yeah. past this point no more. But it is going to be on Dark Side of the Ring next year. We got an exclusive here, folks. Mr. Paul yeah. Avec himself. The yes. Draws. Yes. The real Draws. The real Draws. Yeah. And, uh... Ooh, look at that little spinning rock bottom from Al Snow. I mean, Leaf Cassidy. I mean... No, it's Leaf Cassidy. Yeah. New Rockers. Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Shinobi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am just... I'm, I'm I'm tickled to death here that he showed up. <laughs> I'm blown away. I can't believe we got such a draw <laughs> on our show. Mike doing some investigative reporting. Good work, sir. Yes. Thank uh, you, Mike Meltzer. So, yeah, it turns <laughs> out when you reach out to people on social media, they will always respond positively. Every time. Yes. Every single time. 100%. There's they never are. been a negative reaction on any social media platform ever. No, nope. Especially concerning Triple H. Yeah. Or Stephanie McMahon. Uh, but I think this is our, our transition point to uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. So this season started out with the, the two-part episode. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. 
Uh, Nate, what, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why, t- take your hands out of your pants. You're not. God damn it, Nate. Stop drawing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to draw. My date arrived. Uh, have you watched this episode? Uh, the only one I watched is Korea. So you guys are on your own. That's okay because I know you know enough about Pillman anyway. He knows enough about Pills, man. Pills, man. <laughs> Pills are very dope, boy. Yeah, and so we had Terrible. the the lead off, and what? Did, so what is what's your initial thoughts, reactions to the to the two part opener? Of well, Dark Side. Brian so Pillman. I really, I'll be honest, I didn't know a ton about like the behind the scenes with Pillman. Right, I really didn't. I'd known what I saw on TV, and I didn't realize how bad that car accident was to him when. I was a kid watching. I just thought it was like an ankle injury because that's really all they ever played up on TV was the broken ankle. And so I thought it was just like, oh, okay, he broke his ankle. Routine wreck. He'll be fine. Yeah. And I mean, he kept wrestling. I didn't realize he was wrestling in a tremendous amount of pain because his body was falling apart. And that and was probably the biggest thing to me. I would have to agree because even like later on, um, various podcasts, shoot interviews, you always hear about, oh, it's the old Humvee wreck. Oh, it's a Humvee wreck. You mentioned Brian Pillman. Yeah. It's the first thing you talk about, yeah, if he didn't get in that wreck. But now they actually illustrate what's going on yeah. with uh, interviews with Brian Pillman Jr., Brittany Pillman, Danny Pillman, and <laughs> Melody. And, 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 and Melanie. Melody, Melody Pillman. Luna Vachon Pillman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it kind of really paints it, draws a good picture, yeah. if you will. Just to see. Like, Wait, did you say Brian Pillman draws? Is that what oh, happened? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no! You <laughs> gave some new breaking news. <laughs> but you're you're absolutely right to that point because uh, he did just keep on wrestling. And when he got the Humvee wreck, it was right in those like talks, those negotiations, like, negotiations that he was going between WWF, WCW. He's working this, he's shooting that, he's crazy, he's this, he's that. It just came at the most inopportune time, and that's kind of like that biggest takeaway was was. When and where that took place for him, it was just such a unlucky position to be in for him. Because the overarching theme of the whole episode was he wants money. He just wants to get paid. His uh, who was it, Mike? Uh, Kim Wood. Yes. That crazy strength and conditioning coach. <sighs> which he kind of became the star of the show because he was on like Wrestling Observer newsletter hotline, the podcast with Brian Alvarez and shit later on. But it was all about being paid. Yeah. And uh, that you know. Well, and I will say I don't know how much I believe of what Kim Wood said. He seems like a worker in himself. He was doing a lot of work in himself. Yes, he was. He every single story somehow twisted it so that he was the hero. He was putting himself over. Yeah, he yeah. was putting himself over every Chance single story. Like, yep. and so, and I told Vince McMahon, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, Kim Wood, yeah. you told Vince McMahon, sure." You know, and he was like, I'm the one who came up with the idea to work both companies, and I came up with it. You know, like, he came up with every idea. And if you, Eric Bischoff is still denying the fact that he was being worked by Pillman. Yeah. And I lean the other way. Like, I do like Eric Bischoff, but I I think he's still holding on to that thread of hope where he's like, yeah, I wasn't getting worked, but. Yeah. I don't think I, he wants to believe it. Exactly. He kind of was. Like, he got those, like, those, those release papers, and then. Like to make it real, it's work the boys, and all is a shoot yeah. fucking you know release paper. Oh, it was all part of the plan. You go to WWF, become more famous, then I can give you more money when you come back to WCW. Yeah, and even Meltzer would say his ultimate plan was to come back to WCW, but well, as, as state would have it. But I mean, if you think about it, 
That's kind of the Jarrett thing. Yeah, I mean... Jarrett left WCW, went back, improved his profile in WWF, and then came back as a bigger star in WCW. I mean, so it's not like it never happened. No, it's... it's, Well, because you get, what, historically you get more money and less dates, right? Yep. And for some reason, Pillman kind of thrived in that chaos over there. Yeah. Somehow, I guess it just fits his bill. Um, Yeah, I really think, and that's the the thing is, I don't know how Pillman would have done, like when we got into the more scripted entertainment era. Yeah. Had he, because he was 36, 37? 35. 35. God damn, I'm almost that fucking old. That's terrifying. No, I think he was 37. I don't know. Either way, he was in his 30s. He was not like. He was our age. He could have wrestled easily five to eight more years. With the the wreck, you're saying? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, assuming nothing bad happens. Right. But who knows with the wreck? I mean, medical technology's got better. Yeah. Shawn Michaels' alleged broken back healed. (laughs) We found Jesus. Yeah, they wrestled another eight years. So it's hard to say, but, I mean, he potentially could have wrestled a lot longer. And if he would have gotten into that more overly scripted, overly produced Fed era, I don't know if he would have done very well. So you're saying, like, uh, you don't think he would have... Done well with like an Austin in '98. Well, no, no, no. Or, or, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm saying I don't think he would have done well if they would have said, "Here's a script, Brian Pillman. Read off." The oh script, no, no, Brian no, Pillman. no, 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 no. I would say he he thrived in the chaos of like a WCW yeah, where, where he's, there was never a script, right? And he's pulling on Heenan's neck. Yeah, you know, yeah. like get the fuck off me. <laughs> kind of, you know, kind of genius stuff. Well, and that helped his profile. And I guess he it did actually apologize to Heenan. He didn't know Heenan's neck was in such bad shape. He was doing it because he. Wanted to get heat, but yeah. he didn't realize Heenan was. He got in some that serious heat there. Yeah. yeah. And the and fact that Vince still signed him, first guaranteed contract, I believe, that Vince yeah. gave out, correct? I think it was, was it DeMero? No, it was Pillman. Pillman, I think, was the very it, first. Fed that's what guaranteed. they implied in Dark Side of the Ring. I thought it was Mero. Dark Side of the Ring implied that, that his contract was guaranteed. Did he come? Who came in first? Mero. Merrill came in first? No, it was about the same time. No, Merrill dropped no, Mero the TV in title in 96. Right before Uncensored. Because yeah. Luger had, was I just champion. don't know who came into the Fed first. I know they were both there by fall 96. It was Merrill. Mero he showed up at, at 12. Right. They was, signed right about the same time. Uh, oh, he Mero, was at WrestleMania 12? That's he, how they started the Triple H feud. Because yeah. okay. Triple H came Sable. out with Sable. Okay, so then, yeah. Pillman would have been... Pillman came in after that, yeah. I think it was probably going to come in first, but then... We're splitting hairs here, but... Yeah, who knows when they signed the contract. Yeah. But... Same era, same time. I'm right, though. Well, I wanted wanted Johnny to be bad, and I couldn't have him. I wanted to fly him. So I took his wife and (laughs) fucked her, and then I fucked him by having her powerbomb him. And then I fucked her, and <laughs> then she left him, and I fucked her, and then I thought she was trash, so I gave her Brock Lesnar. Ooh, yeah, that, that was when Trish. Hope came you guys are enjoying our PG podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Triple H still on the line. Over the last two years, it's got it went in a different direction. <laughs> we but, tried to be PG, but we tried to be a nice pal. guy, but you didn't want to watch. <laughs> I tried to play by the rule. Uh, <laughs> enough is enough, and it's, it's time, time for a change. change. So, speaking of Nuggets, Nate, <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you guys think about, um, I thought they did an excellent job of, like, deep diving into Brian's, like, personal life. Yeah. Because they actually brought on Melanie Pillman, and oh. she made a splash, but not in the positive light. Yeah. She came out of this looking like 
trash. Yale trailer trash. And I know what that's about. <laughs> I mean, she has like the scar on her bicep. Yeah. You know, like she she has a front tooth missing. She she looks about sixty six years old. And I talk like this. She talks like Luna Vachon too much. Yeah. And the biggest takeaway is is she's saying that she's sorry for all the wicked shit that she she's said and done. And yeah. we can we can get into that if you want. Got into. Britney hates her fucking guts. Well, because what happened with Britney's mother? And she, Rochelle, yeah, end up killing herself. She killed herself because of the comments. A big part of it was because of what Melanie Pillman was doing to her, tearing her family apart, taking her kid Wait, away. What's that story like? Uh, so Rochelle came in. Um, they took custody of Britney, and yeah. it appeared to be looking like a kidnapping. Come on. Well, I so mean, so she came to the house to try and see her child. And then they when then Brittany called was it, running up to yeah, her. Yeah, they called it like it was a kidnapping. And then that was like the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, and then Melanie has since tried to apologize, but uh, Brittany Pillman will never have it. Never, yeah. ever, ever. Um, Brian Jr. Brian Jr. It's his mom. Well, he ended so, up saying, I think he had like like the like the line of the night. He said, "What am I supposed to do? Hate my mom forever?" Yeah. Probably. Probably should, but yeah. I mean. So he wants a relationship with his, his mom. mom so. Yeah, he doesn't have his dad, and that's his, his mom. Yeah. So, that's all he can do. But, I mean, overall, I thought it was very well done. It, it, it had me glued, you know, for you know for two hours. Because I, when I watched it, it was, I, I, I waited till. Oh, okay. See, I watched them each individually. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good stuff. It was very, very well done. Uh, yeah, like you said, they got into a lot of stuff we hadn't really seen before. I mean, really, I only knew Melanie Pillman from... Oh, let's talk about a, that. A gun. Well, and the famous interview the day after. Oh, had, God, yeah. yes. I, that slipped my mind, yeah. And the interview the day after. The day, like, Sunday happened, he passed away in a hotel Monday room. night. Monday night. Live via satellite. And as already fucked up as it was, she agreed to do it. She said, just don't bring up drugs. Yep. And the fucking first question Vince says was about drugs pills. or pills. And, and then, like... You can when she's talking about it, and you can see the clip. She like rolls her eyes or kind of like scoffs at the screen. Yeah, I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, yeah. are you trying to help this woman? Like, uh, no, I'm trying. To, I'm trying right. to draw here. Yeah, <laughs> I need ratings, and WCW's beating me. And uh, if I have to take her family and tear it apart, That's I will because I I need the ratings, pal. <laughs> I thought it was a scum move, scumbag move then. Yep. I think it's even worse now, looking back yeah, on Knowing it. more uh, now, it's so much worse. And considering what WWE is today and what they're trying to portray themselves as, um, it's a complete 180. Yeah. Uh, from 1997. Just truly awful shit. It really is. Speaking of truly awful shit, I think this is a great time to transition to Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Yep. Nate, uh, tell us about Nick Gage. He's a dumbass. <laughs> that about sums it up. All right, so next episode, episode three. <laughs> um, this so, is a guy who I heard nothing. I knew nothing about. I knew very little about. I knew he was a deathmatch wrestler. I knew that he had been arrested for bank robbery, and he was deep into drugs. And I knew he was John Moxley's buddy. That's all I knew about him. John Moxley had the line of this episode when he said, "Oh, he would come out. Uh, he's coming up from Gorilla or whatever. He's he has a mask on. He's going out there with his fans, loving shit. And then when he goes to do a bank robbery, it's the only time he's not wearing a mask. He's the only time he's not wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> that just speaks to the kind of person Nick Gage is. Yeah. Um, pretty awful. Legitimately, human being. 
I think he's for a shoot. This is not a joke. I think he's mentally damaged. I think mm-hmm. there is like some sort of cognitive impairment. Like I, he doesn't strike me as somebody who is quote unquote normal or intelligent in any way. Yeah, I, but I'm saying this is beyond just being like stupid. To like, I, I feel like there's legitimately something like neurons aren't firing right. Right here. Um, and obviously, I don't think he's ever taking the time to be diagnosed or anything because he thinks he's just fine. He thinks he's the best. Uh, things in slice. Speaking of, of women, whew, his girlfriend, sexy, <laughs> uh, very Melanie Pillman esque, yeah. <laughs> actually. So Nate would love and she that. She had the same. Hers wasn't quite as bad, but it was still that real scratchy smoker voice like this. And that's my boy. That's and my. He was put, he was put away for four and a half years, and me and. Brett Lauderdale, yeah. GCW, went to go pick him up. Then he fucked up again, and he went back for another year and a half. I still love him, though. Yep, I still <laughs> love him. That's my boy. <laughs> we'll put yeah. him on top. Be the GCW champion. Yeah. Come on. I mean, was this even worthy of an episode, no. you guys? No. No. I, I really think that... Like, even Paul Bear says no. Yeah. <laughs> he murder! Says, no, no, Nick Gage, no, no. Murder, murder, death, uh, kill. He's... This is not somebody that deserves attention, which is why we're talking about this show. Yeah, no one's gonna hear. It. No one's gonna hear. It. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's gonna turn off after Triple H leaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have draws to that a quarter hour yeah. <laughs> pop rating. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it just like he almost died in one of these stupid death matches. So they're in the middle of a field called like the. Tur- in tournament Delaware. of death. Yep. This is CZW. Yep. Combat zone tournament of death. Crap. And yep. he's wrestling. I wouldn't call Thumbtack it wrestling. Thumbtack Jack. Yeah. Oh, Some and German guy. The whole ring is just polluted with. Uh, well, so it was the ring ropes. They actually slid light tubes in between yep. all of the ring ropes mm. all around the ring. And so this is like opening spot of the match. Took he, the first bump out. Yep. He chucks him through the light posts. And one of it, it just breaks off, stabs him right here. Cuts right through into his uh, underarm, into the side of him, severs an artery. Just starts blood just yep. shooting everywhere, and so he immediately just gets up and walks away. And he goes to like the nurse who starts like trying to pack it, and he's like, "Just fucking duct tape it. I'll go back out there. Just duct tape it. I'll go back out there. Turn the fucking camera off. I'll duct tape it." And they end up calling a helicopter, and he actually coded in the helicopter. And I'm sorry, I find it so hilarious. Yeah. You're so far away from civilization, you couldn't even get a fucking ambulance there in time to save your life. Yep. Do you get, and how do you get a helicopter in the middle of nowhere? Who calls that? And how do you get there? How do you get that there in time? Like well, I just, helicopters oh. move real fast. But it's like, is it even worth your time? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Nick Gage. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Well, this is well, the seventeenth time this this it month. Was, <laughs> And it just speaks to just the joke. irresponsibility of it. Like, this is stupid. It's just all the backyard combat zone stuff yeah. is all like that. And, and did the Delaware Commission even know about it? I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. And beyond that, like, these people are hurting each other, hurting fans. And sometimes you get in these matches and the wrestlers don't even consent to that level of violence. Like David, David Arquette. Arquette. And the famous, I guess it's for the most famous David, Ar- or not David Arquette match, the most famous Nick Gage matches. And that's David kind of Arquette. where he popped up in my radar. This is like three years ago now. Yeah. Um, I knew he was doing a death match, and I'm like, ooh, Nick Gage, never heard of this guy. So they had like this dinner like the day before, like this nice LA dinner. Yeah, like he gave for like a $500 and, steak dinner. Yeah. 
And all his only what his only rule was just don't, don't cut me. Don't cut me in the face. Dude, you're in a death match. Yeah. He said, Don't cut me in the face, I'm an actor. And so what, what do you think he's gonna do? Yeah. First oh yeah. Fucking So he thing, takes dude. a fucking pizza cutter yeah. and starts pizza cutting his face, and then he sticks it in his mouth and starts rubbing it in his mouth. Which, first of all, what the fuck? Come on. Yeah. And Do then, that. he goes and he takes a broken light tube, and he starts rubbing on David Arquette's forehead. Arquette pulls away, and the light tube actually slashes him on yeah. the throat and nearly hits an artery, doing serious damage to him. And it's like... And he had this, this, this epiphany where he, he's still getting bludgeoned, and he goes, all right, I'm going to grab a leg and just like freak out. And he... Draft gauge behind him, yeah. and then they start rolling around, and he's like, take it home, or whatever the, you yeah. want to say in deathmatch. Uh, he takes Nick Gage's finish, whatever the fuck you want to call well, it. Well, so, and then what happens <laughs> Stay is, down, dickhead. Or yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah, well, Nick Gage said, if you get up, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. That's what he told him. You I get st- up, I'm going to kill you. I'll stay down. So he stayed down, and then he just immediately gets up and walks off. No, yeah, no sells it. Yeah. Ruins the business. Yeah. <laughs> but... No, the whole concept of this is ruining the business. That's kind yeah. of where we're at. The thing here. is, how has this guy made it in the wrestling business so long? And I know it's because he's in fucking garbage combat yeah. zone wrestling. He doesn't actually run into real like wrestlers, real tough guys. No. How has he never come across somebody who just beat his ass? Like, I want to see this guy in the ring with like a Bobby Lashley or a Brock Lesnar or somebody that would just just beat his ass. Like he gets nothing, no offense. They just put a sandwich on his back and starve him to death. Like, just beat his ass. It should be a, someone like a John Moxley, but unfortunately he loves this fucking guy. Yeah, well, yeah. and he's not a real tough guy either, though. I'm he saying, like, it needs to be, like, somebody who can actually shoot. Like, a real, like, legit, like, a Bad News Brown, a Haku. Yeah. Like, that yeah. kind of a guy. The fact that I have more respect for David Arquette. Yeah. Well, David Arquette helped... Brian Pillman's family financially. Yeah, like we can kind of connect the dots there. Uh, what else? he helped Owen Hart's family with. Um, yeah, all his exactly. WCW money, correct? Yep, that's yep. so cool. So we can kind and of. The fact is, and then he, our cat respects the wrestling business. Yes, and he came back and he said, "He's like, I want to take these bumps in these spots to show that I respect that I wasn't just some shithead who won the WCW title." Thanks, and, Tony Schiavone, for that idea. Yeah, and then he runs into Nick Gage, which I mean, it's on his part. Like, you should probably do a little research into some of these people. But he, it's almost like he's he's a fool because he wants so bad to have the respect from like the other contingent of fans yeah. that he would do something like this to to yeah just want to be loved and it, it that was never going to no. work it didn't work no um, unless you were suddenly going to be the second coming of Kurt Angle like you weren't going to get that yeah it's too bad because like I said. Like, like he, said, he, he, he respects the business. He is a real fan of the business. But um, you can't help but think yeah. that he's a, a mark for the business. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of wrestling. Uh, if Vince Russo told me I was winning the WCW title, I would have said no. Yeah, I think he did say no. <laughs> but they said, you're going to be champ, pal. Yeah, <laughs> You'll be the much. 43rd champion of 2000. <laughs> yeah. uh, right behind vacation. Moving along, though. Episode number three. I thought this was a very interesting episode. I didn't know a, a lot. I would say very, very, very little. I just knew they went to Korea, so just to, to set it up. The collision in Korea. Uh, WCW had a uh, joint venture with New Japan, or at least Inoki. Um, it was New Japan, yeah. Um, to do a, what was it, whatever, in Love and Peace Festival, or yeah, what was yeah. it called? Something, it, peace well, festival. it was supposed to be like a peace 
uh, offering, but it was um, coinciding with the birthday of Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea. And he had died so the, the previous year. year. So this is Kim Jong-il's dad. Right. And Kim Jong-un's grandfather, the current leader of North Korea. Nate, what do you got about this one? What do you think? Well, yeah, you I, actually watch this. Yeah. Well, first off, I think uh, Hawk and Scorpio, if, they, if North Korea would put that on, they'd be like, this is what Americans do, and they put that on the North Korean TV. That probably helped. It wouldn't shock me if they did. I think yeah. the TV cameras, though, were actually um, Japanese. Yes. Well, that's deathmatch shit. We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that, yeah, that, it, just, it shows how different two... Western world is compared to North Korea, and this is still 25 30 years ago. And this is, yeah. and, but they're still like that to this day, yeah. I think they've opened up just the slightest, slightest bit since then, not much. Dennis Rodman, a little, yeah. That was say, Dennis Rodman was in WCW uh, three years earlier, he could have been there, yeah. <laughs> but more than anything else, it, it's not about wrestling with this episode, no, it just wrestling was in it, yeah. It was definitely more about the culture of North Korea and. And that political maneuvering. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that outright, there's a couple perspectives we didn't get that I really wish we did. First of all, Ric Flair. Yes. yes. I'd love to have heard Flair's perspective on this. It's too bad. Um, I'm sure he was approached, but couldn't. Yeah. Because it, or wouldn't. Or wouldn't. Then you have the Steiners, who are both over there. It would have been interesting. I would Especially hear, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he would have he been just like our other boy, Scott Norton, who yeah. uh, has these... You know, he arm wrestled everybody over there, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that was our version of the story. I arm wrestled this guy, and uh, I arm wrestled the suitcase, and then the phone. (laughs) But as much as I actually really enjoyed this episode, so you got two talking heads in Scott Norton and two Cold Scorpio. Who are basically the... They put themselves over so much in this episode. They were working. They were working the whole time. And oh, uh, Eric Bischoff provided some pretty good commentary because you know he was yeah. one, of, one of the figureheads. They got a Noki, that was which is very cool. That was cool yeah. to get a Noki. Which he, he, he was and his great. chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was very political. Yes, he, he didn't say a lot, but he did actually cover what I thought should have had its own episode of Dark Side of the Ring: the murder of Ricky Dozan. Yes, yes. Got about three or four minutes near the end of this episode just to give a backstory on Inoki. Uh, but that's the closest we're ever going to get to that episode, my guess. Is. That's it. Because yeah. who are you going to talk to? Anoki. Anoki. <laughs> yeah. The guy you already talked to. And Sonny Ono. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Ultimo Dragon off of this one. <laughs> and anybody who's Japanese. And the Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get the family of the Yakuza. <laughs> uh, that's probably Anoki's family, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we had that. Uh, apparently, Too Cold Scorpio wanted to murder Hawk. The murder uh, hawk? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a... It's Lance... Uh, we know. Vance Archer? Vance Hoyt? Oh, I was going to say... Lance it was, Oh, it was the Battle Hawks. The... Um, Port Huron. XFL team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Battle Hawks. St. Louis Battle Louis Hawks. Battle. I didn't know Too Cool Scorpio was such a shooter and a badass. Well, I mean, he was... But he let you know, though. He was in the Brawl for All. Yes. And so was Hawk. Yeah. And Hawk did not advance. <laughs> Scorpio win his first match? I felt. I feel like he won his first match and then I think lost he, in the second. I round. think he did, but I can't think of the brackets in my head right now. Yeah. Nate, keep talking for a second. Well, the fact that yeah, you didn't know. Did you know the Scott Norton story about basically he was almost going to die? I did not. 
that basically he's on the phone with his wife like this place is a shithole click you're coming with us and Instantly. his wife didn't click the phone off nope they was that was a phone tap jim uh, song un did it kim song jim would come <laughs> song foo steve 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 from north korea <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah so scott dorner gets detained basically yeah um he was going to have an arm wrestling match with the guy, but the guy said, no, just don't do it again. Don't, don't talk about North Korea or else I'm going to shoot your arm off. Yeah. Well, he said, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm sure shoot your arm it. off for arm wrestling. <laughs> I'll arm wrestle you for it. <laughs> uh, I did look it up. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio did. Uh, guess who he beat in Brackus. the first round? Not Brackett. Hawk. Not Hawk. <laughs> that would have been great, though. It was another bald, muscular... Biker white man. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Brian Lee. Ron, Ron or Don Harris? Yeah, eight ball. Uh, which I don't know which one that is, but he, he beat Ron Don. Yeah, and then he lost, the racist one, right? And he lost to Godfather. Oh, he's a pimp. Yeah, so pimp slapped him <laughs> for taking his gimmick with Flash Funk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was our our Corrigan and Korea. Corrigan and Korea. And can we talk about this? The massive crowd they had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First, it was so the reported number I've always heard is one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bischoff said one hundred seventy thousand. Then Two Cold Scorpio said it was one hundred eighty nine thousand. And then four and seconds it, later, <laughs> yeah, two sentences later, it was one hundred ninety nine thousand. So you add all those numbers together. Yeah, and it's actually and it spells disaster for you. <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. Scott Norton sacrifice <laughs> to dear leader. <laughs> So I think Scorpio is Vince's uh, mole for WrestleMania three, right? Yeah, he he announced the attendance for WrestleMania three because <laughs> I always heard one hundred fifty million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it makes well, sense when Too Cold tells a story. Yes, because Hogan never did it. Yeah, but Too Cold Scorpio, Scorpio did. He drew that crowd. He actually, did. I draw the crowd. Yeah, Triple H drew the crowd. Yes, Triple H. If you you actually drew that crowd. But if you remember correctly, I think one of our very first podcasts we did, and we talked about. Uh, future topics that, that we hope they would cover. Yes. I did mention this before. You did mention this. So I'm happy that they I did mentioned it. Ricky Dozan, which is even better. <laughs> Ricky's American name, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not Ricky, last name Dozan. It's just Ricky Dozan. It's Ricky, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> we'll call him Ricky Dozan. <laughs> which this then brings us to what are your uh, most, in- what's your most anticipated episode of what's left? And I can read those Please, out if yes. you would like. Yes. Uh, the first one is Bruiser Bedlam. I'm interested because I don't know a whole lot about that. Johnny K-9, I believe, right. as well. Uh, the United States versus Vincent Kennedy McMahon. The trial of my life. Well, and I dropped some news on that. Mr. Jerry McDivitt, Vince McMahon's lawyer, will be participating yeah. in the Dark Side of the Ring series there with that episode. So... It adds, it adds a whole other level of intrigue for me. You yeah. should get a talking head from I actually don't WWE. even know if all these that I'm seeing on here are confirmed for Season 3, or if these may be a possible Season 4, too. What do you got? Um, Ultimate Warrior is the next episode. Interesting. Um, Grizzly Smith. Very yes. interesting. Yes. Because uh, that's going to talk about Rock and Robin and Sam Jake, Houston. Jake and Snake and their very oh, crazy childhood. Aurelian. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite Kid. Not super enthused, but I'll, I'll, I'll be there to watch it. Yep. Uh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. This is the Japanese. FMW. Yep. Which e- is back. What? Onita, I think. Oh, yeah. 
This is Onita, and yes, yeah. he is apparently coming back with a revamped. So this is ECW Japan. Yeah, yeah. well, CZW Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, I'll be there to watch it, but not a clean ride time. from hell. Does it even deserve an episode? Yeah. But yeah. More than Nick Gage. More yeah. than Nick Gage. Yeah. Uh, extreme Pro Wrestling. XPW. It should be XICW, but. Um, this one's called Ten Hoover. Uh, one of your boys, Warlock? Christopher Canyon Kusaritz. Ooh. And then, are they really doing that? Yeah. yeah. So that's like I said. I don't know if all these are necessarily season three, but they are on the Wikipedia. Uh, the other one, I cannot do this voice for the life of me, but it's Kevin's girlfriend. Oh, Luna? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luna the Shadow. I, 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 I find it right Sable. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there, you there you go. It's been a month since yeah. I did it. <laughs> it's gonna be a month till you can talk right yeah. here. <laughs> so of those, uh, what, what's what's the episode you're really looking forward to? I have to go the steroid trial number one, Grizzly Smith number two for me. Okay. Grizz, Grizzly number one, steroid number two. I'm gonna I'm gonna go differently. Uh, no one's gonna watch U.S. vs. McMahon. No one wants to see that. No one wants. Because we're who wins. That. Yeah, I win. <laughs> Oh. I want to see the plane ride from hell. I really want to see how they cover Kurt Hennig and Brock Lesnar. And yes. Michael Hayes' hair. And Michael Hayes' yeah. hair. Uh, Razor Ramon uh, getting fucking slammed, a.k.a. And Scott Hall. But Razor Rick, Ramon. Ric Flair's dong. Ric Flair's dong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a uh, gold dust singing to Marlena. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it'll yeah, be I guess you're right. to see yeah. how, this, how this goes. A whole fucking plane say, ride. Who are they, they going to get for that episode? Probably Scott Hall. Hopefully X-Pac. Definitely Scott Hall. Definitely X-Pac. Not Flair, obviously, because he's not Not Flair. Flair. Uh, not not Michael. Not Michael Hayes. Maybe Michael Hayes, but not Lesnar. Well, yeah. I was sleeping, yeah. and my hair got cut off. <laughs> 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 we need to get Aaron Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, um, I heard a little A little birdie told me that... Aaron Hayes is going to be on the show? Wow. <laughs> no, I fired him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're getting, I think they're getting some of the pilots um, who were taking the plane across. The that would be pond. interesting to get yeah, some of the workers' the perspective. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be working us. No, they could tell the, the harrowing experience. Yeah. They had. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted like to turn that plane into a ghost of yeah. my life. Yeah. 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 Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, honestly, don't even care about the Warrior episode all that much, just because we've seen so much. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to compare and contrast how this is handled in Dark Side of the Ring with Transition, how this is handled in A&E's biography. <laughs> Here comes the segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because both are covering Warrior, and I'm gonna we're going to obviously talk about comparing and contrasting Mach, Macho Man. And Macho Man. Yeah, because yeah. they, they covered it in season one. one. Yeah. So let's start it off. Season one, or the first episode of A&E's biography was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought it was beautifully done. Great. I thought it was really well done because such an illustrious career. But even with two hours, you will have to cut some major shit out. But with that being said, I thought they really – and he's alive, so he yep. talked about his own life. Um, I thought it was really well done. Learned a lot about his family life. Which I was very happy to hear. Um, we didn't hear Lady Blossom in, yeah. in the name, but how he – like it's almost every wrestler's plight. It's it's They're not you know super close – Yep. Being home, they lose uh, lose touch with the kids, and lose the, touch with the wife. They're over in England. Yeah, and then he had that that quote. He's, he's 
they lost their southern accent and picked up an English yeah. accent. And he hung up the phone and started crying like a baby. Yeah. Like Stone Cold's not supposed to say that. Yeah. You know? and, and, and his little daughter said, "If you put an S in front of Hitman, that's my exact opinion <laughs> of you, Daddy." <laughs> Uh, that's good. Uh, 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 what? Uh, you don't talk to me like that. You piece of trash. I'm talking to you, daughter. What's yeah. your name? Oh, the executioner. Just, I would say what's not good is uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy looking here. Yeah. What, you say Bam Bam? We're watching uh, 96 Survivor Series in the background. We got the executioner, uh, Terry Gordy, post-stroke, unfortunately, so not good. I think he wasn't long for this world. Yeah, did he have? Did he even get to the next in your house? Yeah, they is had that, that where he wrestled the bull off against Taker? Yeah, and that was it. And he fell down the. Yeah, he's still fell, falling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he's he's very fallen at this point. Yeah. Well, bam, bam. This could have been a great match in like '92. Well, what oh, about '85? Yeah. Well, with Taker mom. would have been the shits. <laughs> Booger Red Texas Red against <laughs> bam, bam. So, then episode two was this Roddy Piper. It was Roddy Piper. Yeah, I skipped that. Okay, I, I I understand why you skipped it. Yep, and we're about to skip it in this episode too. So, get your thoughts in quick. Piper, uh, I don't know. You know, just Piper. Yeah, Saskatoon. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So episode three was Macho Man, and this was the controversial one. The last about forty minutes. Can, well, I'm kind of curious on your take because yeah. No, go ahead. I'll chime in when so, I need to. I, th- I'm here to kick ass. I think they and were chew bubble gum. Yeah, and, and a lot of kick gum. ass. No, <laughs> <laughs> and did I say kick ass? I meant lick ass. Oh, <laughs> that's Nate. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode, I feel like there was the, a need to have Gorgeous George, Stephanie Bellers, on there. Yes. I don't think you can tell the story without her. I agree. However, I don't think there was any need to have Bubba the Love Sponge on there. Fuck that guy. Or he added nothing. Or the random fan. They like a super fan. Dan Soder. Yeah. Who, who the fuck is this? So kid? he's a Macho Man. Da- Daniel <laughs> Pewter. Like, who is this guy? So he, uh, his only claim to fame is he is the best Macho Man impersonator. Okay. And that is. Oh, it. okay. That's that guy you showed me. Yeah. And he, okay. he's good impersonator. Yeah. But he had no business. He had no business being. Especially at his last remark. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How it was the most macho man, macho way to, way to go out. What yeah. the fuck was that? That's just weird. You having a heart attack and hitting the tree was the most macho way to go out. Yeah, you, like, see yourself out the door, dude. Yeah, Never just, talk just about wrestling up. again. Uh, I do. I don't know. I'm sure she turned it down. I really wish they had gotten comments from uh, his wife at the time of his passing. Yes, because I think we've gotten a different version of him than you know. Gorgeous George was at him at probably the lowest point in his entire life. Oh, yeah. And it was reflected in the way she talked about him and the, what she described. Not favorable at all. No. However, that's only a small part of his story. And unfortunately, Elizabeth is not here to tell us her side of the story. That would have been enlightening. It would have been great. And they had a little bit on Luger, but it was really just talking about Liz Elizabeth Death. dying. For about ten minutes, it was a Liz documentary. Yeah. Which, Which was it needed I mean, to be. You, have you, to, you, you can't, can't tell the story. story without <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, that's sunny. Yeah, that's sunny, sunny days are ahead. Yeah, not cloudy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
So you think it's so? Do you think it's controversial because they told both tales, both ends of his life? I don't think it would be a big deal if it was just Gorgeous George. I think it was a big deal because they had Bubba Love Sponge on there just trashing him for no reason. Because the only his only claim to fame is him and Hogan were having these public beefs with Savage and just burying his ass yeah. on, on local Florida on, radio or whatever. Well, it was Tampa radio, <laughs> but he did actually get syndicated public or nationally. Like he wasn't Howard Stern big. But he was like whatever tier below that of radio host is. Like he's bigger than anybody we have here in Detroit. Yeah. Like he was a big he's, deal. He's bigger than Dave and Chuck the Freak would yeah. be. Like okay. he was a big deal. And I, I lived in Florida during part of his time. And he was the big deal there. And he, but he was a big deal nationally too. He got national syndication. But Somewhere just, he's along just, the way. just trash. He's just a piece of shit. He's everything about radio that's bad. Balled up into one fat human being. Yeah. Bubba. Yeah. I, you know, it's... You have to tell both sides because he was a maniac, uh, a minor league baseball player. <laughs> I mean, he was outlaw, mud show wrestler. I see that was cool. They cover ICW stuff. How he was like basically shooting on Lawler, then they closed up, and then he actually worked Lawler. He almost that was certainly cool. had undiagnosed um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh yeah. Oh. Do you believe um, what Gorgeous George said that he had monitors set up, like watching? It wouldn't her surprise house. me. Yeah. Just everything we know about him, that would be on brand. Because I don't know why she would, like, would there be any benefit to her lying 20 years later, you know? I think she may have exaggerated a little bit on some things, but I think the overwhelming majority of what she said was probably true. Another thing, too, is they had too many people talking about, there's at least 20 people. Yeah. Uh, Contrast with Dark Side of the Ring, three, four, like, three, four, five max. Three. Five, five, and then a little bit from a CNN guy. It had Bischoff, Scorpio, Norton. Uh, Scott Norton, Antonio Noki, Sonny Ono, and then like a little bit CNN from a CNN correspondent. Guy. Yeah. yeah, John Stossel. So five and a half. <laughs> yeah, this, this had twenty people. Yeah, and twelve of them didn't have no business. Yep. even mentioning. Savage. You needed Hogan. You needed. Lanny. He was all over it. Yeah, you needed Lanny. You needed Lanny. You needed a Gorgeous George. You needed Vince. You needed Vince. That, so, I, that was cool. They had Vince. Yeah. Um, he's been present. Well, well, because this is done with WWE's blessing. Well, exactly. Yeah. But I feel like after this, you will never hear Vince McMahon utter the words Roger, um, Macho, I fucked that up. Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage ever again. <sighs> Considering like yeah. the supposed heat or beef yeah. uh, and the, which he left in like late 94 yeah. and the, all that rumor swirling around yeah. and stuff like that. Like in their like behind closed door meetings, they couldn't even mention Savage coming back for a one off or this. Everyone makes up with Vince. Everybody. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett does. Um, Ultimate Warrior does. Bruno San Martino does. Except. Except Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. It's kind of makes you wonder. He make up with me when he's dead. Well, <laughs> I said, don't bring him back because I'm over. And he's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that brings us to uh, the final episode we're going to cover. None of us have seen Shawn Michaels' episode yet. Just came out. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Booker T episode. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, probably the first hour, so a good majority of the episode, was Houston growing up, GI Bro, breaking in with uh, Stevie Ray. Yeah. Like, a good chunk of it was spent on his childhood. 
and teenage years and going to jail and all that. Apparently they robbed 23 Wendy's or something like that. Oh, the same one 23 times? No, like, well, <laughs> the same one multiple times, but yeah. multiple different Wendy's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he actually worked there and he quit. And then he went back and robbed it and got away with it for quite a while. Did he actually. not wear a mask like Nick Gage? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did wear masks, actually. That's how they got away with it for a while. Yeah. I had not seen this, but I remember us talking about yeah. it. And I I am very intrigued with that first hour. Yeah. Very, very good episode. Uh, even when it gets into his w- or his later career, they great through WCW. Then they bring him into WWF. And if... Yeah. That's <laughs> our boy. And if you... Didn't know better. You would think his WWF career, WWE, WWF career, was he came in, immediately feuded with Stone Cold Steve Austin, did nothing for five years, Mm -hmm. won the world title uh, as King Booker. King Booker, yeah. Retired immediately after that, and then came back and went to the Hall of Fame. And then never had a TNA run. Yeah. Like, that is all they talk about is for WWE. Yeah. Is basically Austin, the fight in the grocery store. Yeah. Than him winning the titles, King Booker, and then the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so you would never have known he wrestled for a world title at WrestleMania. Hmm. There seems to be something missing there. Yeah. Very they never even mentioned WrestleMania 19. Well, here's the thing they did interviews about it, it got cut. Yeah. Um, well,. I wonder why. I, I, I'm actually still on the line. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, uh, Triple H! I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, why it got cut. Uh, it's because, you see, I draw, and we didn't need this getting more viewers than WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wasn't going to be on the show, uh, and so they couldn't cover it. Uh, and anyway, I beat him fair and square with the pedigree. And people that look like him uh, don't get to be world champion. <laughs> Is he still laying there to this day? Yeah. He's still selling the pedigree. If you go to Safeco Field, he's, he's still there. And he better be selling it. Or, I think each uh, home run over him. Or yeah. That's it. That's and, how the Tigers got that no-hitter, right? Just bounce. And, and uh, if he doesn't keep selling it, I'll, 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 I'll bury him some more. Yeah, and family. <laughs> uh, click. <laughs> Thank you. Nice, nice run-in again. Yeah. Hey, he's just stayed on the line. <laughs> I'm just glad Triple H is listening. He's he's a loyal listener in Somalia. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. And I think with that, unless you have anything else to add, that's it. Um, I know. So we're not going to cover Michaels, but none of us watched it. But no. I think on they, they have Warrior coming up and Mick Foley. Yes, and I'm not sure if there's anyone after that. It'll be interesting to see, like we said, how. Darkseid covers Warrior versus how A&E biography covers Warrior. And if A&E covers the negative side of Warrior. See if they do, like, if, if they do a real, like... They won't now because no. of the WWE. Yeah. And if, if it they won't Warrior be, like, self-destruct. Yeah. yeah, if they do, like, a real, like, light touch on Warrior, that'll be some BS. They should do, they should call the episode Dextrucity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's it for me, for Darkseid and A&E. All right. And this is Mike from the Five Eyes Marks signing off. Say your fucking gimmicks. Stay tuned for Silk Stockings. See ya.